Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, recording this at 5.01 Eastern Time, 4.01 Central Time on Saturday, January 28th, 2023, part one of our two-part recap of the SEC Big 12 Challenge, Big 12 SEC Challenge. A really good morning for the Big 12 in a variety of ways. Oklahoma shocks Alabama, Iowa State is the one team to fall. They lose to Missouri, so not a lot of harm there done. But also, Texas Tech got back in the win column against LSU. And then West Virginia, maybe the biggest win of them all. Well, Alabama's, the Alabama game is pretty big, but massive win for the Mountaineers. So we're going to break down those games first. We'll have part two coming up here tomorrow. But part one coming at you. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Uh, did not want to do the entire thing in one sitting here, folks, in one in one section, because there's too many important things to get to from the Big 12 SEC Challenge. And so I decided to divide it up in two parts. We kind of had the early session with the uh, noon game and then the three games at two. Now we kind of had that middle session with TCU, Mississippi State. Mike Miles goes down the injury in that game. They already didn't have Eddie Lampkin, so could be rough for the Frogs. Arkansas is a six-point lead over Baylor. We'll see what happens to that one. Then we have Tennessee against Texas and then Kentucky against Kansas tonight. But we're going to focus on the early games here. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO Big 12. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel as well. Thumbs up for the videos. Leave comments uh, too, please. That helps out the show. So massive morning in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. We knew there would be opportunities for teams in the Big 12 to make some hay, to improve their position when it comes to the NCAA tournament. West Virginia and Oklahoma were the two teams, I think, who had the best shot. Right now, West Virginia is in the last four in for Joe Lenardi. Oklahoma State is in the first four out. The problem is for them, they play Ole Miss tonight, so not really a chance to improve their standing uh, unless it's a situation where teams ahead of them lose. But what if a team like Oklahoma, who is in Joe Lenardi's next four out, gets a big win, they jump them, and, well, that's what happened, folks. So Oklahoma gets a not just resounding win you know, in terms of the scoreline, but also for their season. Uh, Oklahoma had lost three straight games, right? They were coming into this one, a battered group with two wins in conference. They still only have two wins in conference. They're, you know, the uh, next to last place team right now. They're tied for that nine spot, eight spot, whatever you want to say with West Virginia. They have beaten once, um, but they are coming off a 27 point loss against TCU. They get the number two team in the country, the Alabama Crimson Tide, who are undefeated in SEC play, they beat Alabama like a drum. Final score, 93-69. to 69. That is a 24-point margin. To be honest, people, it was not that close. This was, it was over 30 uh, at certain points. I mean, the, the court rushing was an inevitability at some point. They had a 17-point lead at halftime, and, and Alabama struggled to even cut in to that. Amazing performance today. Probably Jalen Hill's best game of his career, 26 points, eight rebounds, two assists, and a block 30 from Grant Sherfield, who had 30 points, six assists, and three rebounds. They were fantastic shooting the ball. 
They were 57 or 58% from the floor, nine for 13 from three. So an efficient, I mean, really efficient, crazy efficient, 69%, 16 for 19 from the line. Simply put, they could not miss, but their offense was awesome today at generating quality looks, I thought. I thought that was the number one part of their game. I mean, 93 points in a game against a team like Alabama is very, very impressive. That's what stands out to me, number one. And it's surprising because, you know, they had some tough shots today too, but it's surprising because the number number one problem with this team has been creating quality looks. This group struggles with that. They do, they've got an alpha, sure, in Grant Sherfield, but it doesn't feel like they've got guys that are these unbelievable shot creators, i.e. Mike Miles, uh, Jalen Wilson can obviously create his own shot. You know, think about Marquise Noel as a shot creator just from a guard standpoint. They don't have that. But I thought with their ball movement today, they did a very good job of generating those looks, of creating situations where they could get good shots. And they hit a ton of shots today. A lot of the simplicity sometimes is like, are you hitting shots? For OU, it's not that simple. For them, it's, you know, it's not just, are you hitting the shots? For them, it is about generating the good looks. And so while the shot making was there today, it's great. It's going to be off and on. It's more for them, once again, about how the kinds of shot that they can generate, the kinds of shots, I should say, that they can generate. They generated a lot of them today. And this uh, Alabama team was was stifled. I mean, Noah Clowney has been fantastic, 3 for 10 today, 0 for 4 from deep. Brandon Miller, 11.7 rebounds, 3 assists, sure, but he was 4 for 14 from the floor. Uh, you know, and Mark Sears, who's been fantastic this year, was four for ten, so not a not a horrible day, but one for uh, one for four from deep. They were six for twenty-two from the outside. They were under forty percent shooting from the floor, and um, you know the only other guy off the bench, you know, Javon Quinterly had twelve points, five of twelve shooting, over three from deep, and five fouls. Right, he fouls out in twenty minutes. So they did a great job today. I thought just overall of um, you know pouring it on and generating those good looks and frustrating Alabama. And Alabama had 13 turnovers, which is not like a massive amount. So did Oklahoma. So I thought that, you know, it wasn't like this was a horrible performance from Alabama. Their shooting was bad. That, that, that's that's to be quite honest. But I thought Oklahoma went out there and earned this victory today and earned it in an impressive fashion. The thing is that that performance today, shooting-wise, is not necessarily recreatable. The effort, though, that got them that quality performance is. And if you give that kind of effort, not saying this team has not had the effort, but I think that it's easy for teams to get down on themselves. And I think at times in games, maybe OU has gotten down on themselves. They've not quit. I'm saying on a game to game basis. Also, it's a good reminder. They have good of a, a coach that Porter Mosier is right. Um, this was a fantastic coaching performance. I thought they were good after stoppages. I thought they were good creating runs and the next run and the next run, just a well-coached team today reminded me very much of that 2021 Illinois um, Illinois Loyal Chicago game where we saw Loyal Chicago really pick Illinois apart with a lot of their playmaking. And, and look, is Tanner Groves a kind of creator from that high post position? I forget the guy's name, uh, Cameron Crutwig. Cameron Crutwig. He's not the kind of creator that Cameron Crutwig is, the creator that Cameron, Cameron Crutwig. There we go. Mouthful right there. He's not that kind of creator, but but he can still do a lot of really good things for you. And I thought he played an awesome today, game today. 14 and 12, four offensive rebounds. He had three block shots the first eight minutes of the game. Of, of the game, guys. 
So that is a massive performance from Oklahoma. And then you think about the schedule. They're now uh, 12 and nine overall. This will push them towards the bubble. And coming up here, they've got Oklahoma State at West Virginia at Baylor, KU, and K-State. What they have to do is they need to beat Oklahoma State at home. They need to split West Virginia and Baylor because those are both quadrant one opportunities. So you need to go grab one of those on the on the road. And then also you need to beat a Kansas or a Kansas State at home. So three and two in that stretch, that puts you at 15 wins and 11 losses. It'll put you at, uh, in the Big 12, we put, you know, he'd be four and eight at that point. And then you can start thinking about, you know, getting yourself the tournament. The end run for them is tough. It's at Texas, Texas Tech at home, at Kansas State, or at Iowa State, at Kansas State, TCU. So it's a difficult run, but to keep getting themselves in the conversation, they need a win against Oklahoma State. They need that road split against Baylor and West Virginia, and they need to, they need to split at KU and then Kansas State. At some point, though, because of their performance, they're going to need to flip one of these games on the road. They beat Texas Tech on the road. Um, that's not really a great win. It's not a good enough win. They're going to need some kind of significant road victory, I think, to solidify a tournament resume. Because right now, they've got at Tech, they've got um, West Virginia by one at home as a win. They've got Alabama in there. They've got Florida, who's a bubble team. Um, they've got, let's see, Seton Hall's not very good. Okay, team Nebraska is pretty average, right? So you're seeing that they need to start piling up more of these wins. And they're going to get one point to flip. Like it can't be a stretch where it's like, all right, three and three is what we have to do. They're going to need to flip one more. But for as for right now, guys, I think Wisconsin lost to Illinois. They're Joe Lenardi's last team. And once again, it's not gospel. I think Jerry Palm does a great job too. But Oklahoma, you got to think they're edging themselves closer. And I'm not sure AM gets today. Uh, I think I think they're Vanderbilt playing maybe because they're both off. But that's that's team in the bubble. Pitt's playing today, obviously. West Virginia gets a big win, so kind of clears them a little bit further away. So uh, Oklahoma, a good chance to kind of move up here when it comes to their counterparts in the same vicinity. But a win over the number two team in the country, looks like the best SEC team by far, is a significant, significant step. Uh, what else caught my eye this morning? Well, you have to, I think in terms of like conference significance, Let's go to West Virginia's win over Auburn. I ran the metrics yesterday. I think I believe it's a quadrant one win for them. That was a massive victory. It, it got up to a 16-point lead for West Virginia over Auburn, who right now, West Virginia, is on Joe Lenardi's last four in. And you get a win against a top 30 club, once again, quadrant one win. Uh, that's a that's a huge victory for West Virginia because it now gets them to 13-8. and eight. They've won three of their last four games. And they won uh, TCU at home, which is a huge win. They beat Texas Tech by 15 on the road. And they beat now number 15 Auburn at home. Eric Stevenson, absolute dog today. 31 points. Now, not sure if you all caught this. And I don't mean to ding Eric Stevenson because he was 38 minutes, 10 for 17, 7 and 10 from deep, 31, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Amazing, amazing performance. Uh, he had a he had a free throw to make it a four point game in the end because Auburn had a shot to tie it there. And I think he put it up, and I believe he yelled "ball game." Either him or somebody else on the team, I think, yelled "ball game." Maybe it was somebody in the crowd, but loudly and audibly, you heard somebody yell "ball game," and it rimmed out. And I was like, "Oh 
my God, no, not ball game. They have a chance to tie. I thought it come, you know, karma could come back and bite them in the butt. But no, they did a great job. I I thought uh, today of you know feeding a guy who was hot. Like, was this the uh, you know was this the the best performance I've ever seen in the world? No, but they made a lot of their shots that they needed to. They kept the turnovers low to twelve. 46 from the floor, 45 from three. Seven of those obviously belonging to Eric Stevenson. Uh, the rest of the team was like two for 10 from three. And 21 of 25 from the free throw line. I know I just mentioned a missed free throw, but Stevenson, you know, goes four for five. Bell goes five for five. When your big guy into that, Aconquo goes four for five. Toussaint goes four for four. Like their depth is starting to add more. You know, Toussaint was a guy that thought had some nice shots today and contributes nine points, three assists, three steals, three boards. You love that kind of performance, right? You win the turnover battle in this game. Uh, while Auburn shot 50% from the floor, they were sub 32% from three. And that was huge for them on, on, on defense. So Auburn did a great job of clawing back into this game. But West Virginia, whenever they needed the bucket, they got one, a big three from Stevenson that pushed the lead to four late on in the game. And Bob Huggins' group now has some momentum. And that's the thing about playing in this Big 12, guys, is that when you add the fact the Big 12 schedule is ridiculously hard and you pair that with the idea that your one break from that is going to be an SEC team and, and a lot of opportunities like this, you get a you know you get a team like an Auburn coming to your building. Well, while it's difficult, plenty of chances to change your fortunes, to change your momentum. And West Virginia and Oklahoma – took advantage of that today. I think West Virginia with that win, you know, I know a lot of those schools are kind of in the bubble area having nice weekends, USC, Kentucky's got a good chance to have a good weekend. Um, West Virginia, though, a good opportunity here to solidify their spot. And that's very important that they do because they've had a lot of good teams come into their building this year. They've not always capitalized. I mean, think about the teams that they've had at their place. They've had Kansas already come to play them. They've had Baylor already come to play them. Both of those were losses. TCU came to play them. Texas came to play them. They lost KU. They lost Baylor. They lost uh, Texas. All of those were at home. So the fact that they finally hit on TCU, they hit on Auburn, they got the road win, and they might have another chance to, guys. We'll check what the deal is with Eddie Lampkin and also Mike Miles. We just saw a word here from Jeff Goodman, hyperextended knee, Mike Miles not coming back. And well, once again, when you all are seeing this, that game's probably over. But you have to understand, like that's that, that could be an opportunity and a uh, chance to rack up a road, you know, huge victory. It's going to be a hard-fought game, I'm sure. I'm sure TCU, you know, will take that time quickly to try and prepare without Mike Miles. But that's going to be difficult for the Horn Frogs to do, depending on his injury. Once again, we'll see what the situation is with that. But like, you know, they missed some of their road opportunities. They're still going to get, you know, home opportunities rather. They're going to need to nail some of these road ones now at TCU. Then they have OU and Iowa State both at home. Then it's at Texas, at Baylor, things like that. So they're going to have a good chance to, to maybe rack, rack one or two up here down the stretch. But right now, like they're kind of – when I talked about Oklahoma having to flip one of those games from the past, sure, like they're going to have to do that. West Virginia, they love to. They don't have to though now because I think they're on the right side of the bubble and they can now – start doing that, you know, trade wins and losses. Look, I know their record in the league is not great, two and six. But with the way they've been playing, what's coming up, like if, if they can start holding serve better at home, steal a road game, they're in a great spot, right? So they're kind of in a spot where like if you trade, you know, if you go at TCU win, OU win, then lost to Iowa State at home, and you grab one of those in the road, it's going to be tough to do. But like you're, you're just, if you play 500 ball, 
you're, you're kind of in the right spot, I think, if you're West Virginia now, which is a departure from the past. All right, uh, next one. Missouri absolutely pummels Iowa State. The big key in this game, guys, was that Iowa State could not stop turning the ball over. They did not take care of the basketball well at all. Missouri wins 78-61. This is a game Iowa State did not need. I know that they are a good team. They're not a great road team. I know they're a good team, though, and they're excellent at home. They beat Kansas State earlier this week. Missouri at 16, and they were 15-5 and before the game. But Missouri at 15 and five guys needed this one more. Um, they're kind of anywhere from a nine to an 11 seed right now. And yes, as Missouri graduate, I was glad to see it. Uh, Iowa State, nothing, nothing hurt there. But Missouri needed this one a bit more just to kind of solidify some more tournament positioning for themselves. So I think that's why they were really motivated to beat Iowa State. What was interesting, though, was there is now a formula to beat Iowa State because they didn't shoot the ball poorly today. The big problem they had is as good as they were at cleaning the offensive glass, 16 chances, they they ruined a lot of first opportunity chances with 19 turnovers. I always look at the number of shots that a team takes compared to another. Um, and let's see. So they shot 45, uh, 45% today, right? Um, you know, if, if from the floor, 40 from three, and they were three of eight from the line, they did not get to the line enough. I, I actually thought they had fouled a couple times it wasn't called, but it really wouldn't have mattered. If you take that 19 turnovers, and let's just say you make it 10, right? Or you make it 11 or 12, whatever. I give you eight extra possessions that, you know, and you make at least what? Three, four of those baskets. One of the ones with three, maybe you score eight more points. Like this is a different basketball game. That thing tightens up a little bit later on. And so I think now the 19, and some of them guys were like, they're near the basket. Nobody's around them just kicking the ball out of bounds. There were drops in this game, too. I was not impressed with the way Iowa State was playing. Once they they shot the ball okay, especially that first half, they were really going toe-to-toe with Mizzou. But then Missouri just started putting the the burners on and and not as many offensive ideas for Iowa State later on in this game. They just did not have as many offensive ideas, and that can happen to them sometimes. And so that was a concern to me. Does everybody have the ability to speed up Iowa State the way Missouri did? No. No, they did not. Um, and also Iowa State's home court advantage is ridiculous. Iowa State also played a team that likes to run in Kansas, but d- they, you know, they were able to force them to play their style. It's just difficult to do that though. And you know, every single time you go to a road environment, it is very difficult to do. And Missouri's got older guys who can push that on you, really push it on you. I mean, Nick Honor pushes it, Sean East will push it on you. Demoy Hodge was fantastic today. So Wallace was the lone loss in the early slate. Um I think I think Iowa State's got you know got they're fine they're okay you know the 16 offensive rebounds they crush Missouri in the glass they have that advantage inside they have to take it they have to take better care of the ball have to take better care of the ball because you're ruining opportunities and on the road you need to do, do a better job of that um, and this team also offensively is just not good enough to be throwing possessions away they are not good enough at creating awesome offense to be throwing possessions away like that. So once again, still tops the league, right? First place team technically, because they have the win over, um, they have the win the other direction over, who am I thinking of? Uh, Kansas State, right? So in that spot right now, at least, still good to go. Home court is a fortress for the Cyclones. Obviously a big win for Missouri. Uh, One more game to get to, and we'll get to it right after a quick word from our sponsors, our friends at FanDuel. Make sure you guys 
Sign up today, fanduel.com slash locked on. You guys will get $150 of free bets with your first bet of five plus dollars, five dollars or more. So once again, fanduel.com slash locked on. If you guys follow me on Twitter at LOBig12, you guys saw my picks today. Three and one to start the day, guys. I put the spreads out there courtesy of Fandle uh, Sportsbook. The only miss, West Virginia minus three and a half was a miss because of that final Eric Stevenson miss that we had there. So uh, you guys, and, and and that's the exciting part when you guys make every game mean more at FanDuel, you guys could have uh, lived and died with me there. Also, though, if you're following other stuff, Texas Tech covers on the road. Um, West Virginia, obviously the one that did not cover, but uh, Missouri is the one I had. I had them plus one and a half. And then also I did not pe- uh, pick the OU game. Um, so I guess what? Actually, two and one start of things. Two and one start of things. Don't give myself too much credit yet. Have TCU minus two and a half, K State minus four and a half, and Kansas plus one and a half the rest of the way. So check it out, FanDuel Sportsbook. Let's get to those Texas Tech Red Raiders who got that win today, guys. Massive victory for Texas Tech um, just to get off the schneid. LSU's bad. Like that was a really bad situation that McMahon had to take over, uh, you know, in the in the wake of the Will Wade situation. Um, Texas Tech without Pop Isaacs goes on the road. I didn't catch all of this game because there's other games obviously happening. OU game was, was kind of more pressing, but 76-68 win, a road victory. They're still 0-8 in the league, but I'll tell you what. Kevin O'Banner, veteran, stepped up. Davion Harmon, 14 points, 5 of 10 for the floor, 8 assists as well, stepped up. Uh, you know, finally we got we got um Kerwin Walton stepping up. Uh, Kerwin Walton, what am I saying? Um, oh, you're Kerwin Walton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh stepping up, you know, a guy who averages what three point whatever points per game, scores 17 on six, seven shooting. Like you need the other guys on the team to step up. They only had 11 points on the bench. Totally fine though, because their starters were kick-ass. Um, but on a day where there was no pop Isaacs, Harmon was, that was the guy I thought who made the thing go. Walton was hitting great shots and Kevin O'Banner was eight for 15. He hit 20, he had 22 points, four rebounds. Uh, obviously there's a whole lot for them to work on, Right. But their defense, I thought, was excellent today. Um, while they weren't forcing a ton of turnovers, they won the rebounding battle, which is always important. And they managed the runs when we you know a back and forth action that we had. Uh, LSU made it a game there in the second half, but Texas Tech ends up pulling away. That's tough to do on the road, even you know, even though LSU is not playing well. It's tough to do on the road when you've been playing that way. So this is part one, guys. Uh, let's see if Texas Tech can keep things rolling. Maybe this was step one for them, potentially trying to get their way back in the season. They've had a whole lot more work to do. They want to think anything about an NCAA tournament appearance. There's a lot more to be done. I'm not sure if they have the horses to do it. So we'll see there. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. If you're on YouTube, please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel and please leave comments as well. Part two will come out tomorrow after tonight's action is over. So we talked about Oklahoma here. We talked about Iowa State here. We talked about West Virginia here. We talked about Texas Tech here. So the other six games, that'll be coming up on tomorrow's show. All right, my friends. So next time, as always, stay safe.